JK. I ain't laughing though. <laughs> Look. Casey the name, best frames in the game. Flame to the lames, ain't no line to be tamed. See, I aim for the top. A game it is not. Claim in the spot, I am playing this pot with JJ on the side, speaking truth and never lies. A beast is on the rise, he be falling like he cried. See, I climb to the top, rolling dice, it is not. Fighting for the spot, give a like for the pot. Player's own lock, ain't a safe, safe dog. Pressure on the clock, ain't no plate, plate dog. Giving all they got, y'all just take, take dog. So give it all you got, give it, give it all you got. So what's the deal? Smash play already. Redraft to rookies, got my draft already. Soaking up the facts like I said I'm ready Passing y'all that knowledge so I know y'all ready Casey and JJ, y'all really think it's JK Opponents drafts crashing, got them yelling mayday Other pods vacate, y'all coming up a day late JK, I'm laughing at a bank, payday uh, Hi y'all, you're listening to the Fantasy Football JK Podcast uh, We are two North Texas football fans who love to chat about fantasy football uh, With anyone and everyone uh, We talk about who to draft, who to trade, who to bench, all the good stuff I am your co-host uh, JJ And I am Casey Yeah, Casey, hi, how are you doing? Uh, today we have Ryan Guest as our guest today. Uh, Ryan, uh, I know from playing in his fantasy league. Uh, Ryan, how are you doing today? Phenomenal. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure. How are you guys? Good, good. Doing well, doing well. Uh, as I mentioned, I know Ryan, actually, uh, from playing in his fantasy league. Uh, I've been playing for, I, I want to say, the past three seasons ryan tell me tell me a little bit about uh and, and i know that I, I bought my way into that league um ryan tell me a little bit about uh how, how did that league get started how long have y'all had that and uh just tell me a little bit about how that kind of came around well it started oh gosh uh i want to say 10 years ago and it actually oh, started wow. with just paul and myself paul another one of is one of our league members uh, originally it was his league and I joined it. Actually, we became roommates. And huh. as the year progressed, we, it was hard for him to keep the league going, keep members active. And uh, eventually, he ended up turning it over to me. And uh, that was back in 2010 when Stephen and I decided to uh, matriculate back to college, And which is actually how JJ and I met. We met through a, a college friend. Mm-hmm. But I have had the league going now. Uh, since 2010, and it has evolved into what it is now. Um, we have we've thought about expanding to, to a 12-team and even a 14-team, but I have um, consistently thought about it and shot it down because we just feel like 10 a 10-person league is is just it's just the way to go. You can get a, a good amount of talent, you can get a good amount of, of uh, competition going between all 10 teams, and you don't have those outlying teams that feel like. They're really having to reach and ultimately are not able to be as competitive as, as they would like to be. Just a little bit about it. We run mm-hmm. a, uh, a now a full point PPR league. Uh, we run two quarterbacks. We run no kickers. Uh, we're constantly evolving it to try and balance it out based on the fact that, as everybody knows, running back tends to be at a premium. And so we try to give. We're trying to give more to receivers and, and tight ends for those people who aren't uh, fortunate enough to find, say, Juan Barkley or Christian McCaffrey, or even you know Ezekiel Elliott. They're they're able to find good picks in the later rounds and utilize their, their wide receiver talent to really balance out the talent in the league and give everybody a, a real fair shot to to win it. 
Well, fantastic. What is, uh, so I know that you are the most recent uh, three-time champion. You're not the most recent champion uh, because you did not win last year. Uh, but who, who holds the, is that the longest streak that anyone's had over the past 10 years? That is the longest streak. And, and to be completely honest, I did not expect that to happen. It really all started when my brother made uh, an egregious decision when he had the first two <laughs> draft picks and really set the stage for it. Then that was back in 2016. It really set the stage for it. Um, and I, by some miracle, I was able to keep that magic rolling for three years. Uh, this past year, I was in the championship with the uh, co-commissioner. His name's David. Uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he was able to compile a team that uh, – just absolutely decimated me. And it honestly gave me great pleasure to be able to hand him that trophy and prize me and tell him, Hey, you know, Hey, you took down, you took down the commission. Everybody in the background, I'm sure is cheering, pouring drinks. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if, if, if he, if he hadn't done it and, and you had won, uh, we, we would have, we would have found a way to beat you next year, uh, by hook or by crook. Um, I, I gotta say, I, I'm gonna be especially happy myself to hand off the trophy that I won last year, uh, which is the horse's ass trophy for getting last place. Uh, I get to hand that off to, uh, to someone else. Uh, so, uh, I'm looking forward to that this year as well. Uh, so that should give, uh, everyone, uh, a kind of a dynamic of uh, of, <laughs> of our fantasy league and, and where we sit uh, as far as uh, who's good in that league and who's not. So uh, to kind of get back on on topic there, thank you Ryan for for kind of uh, telling us a bit about uh, about the league that we have there. Uh, today we're actually going to talk about. Uh, uh, guys who are uh, players who are old faces and uh, but they're in new places. Uh, so that's right. The the bum that was on that one team is now the star on your team. Uh, so but first, before we get into that, uh, please go ahead and subscribe and follow us. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Uh, you can find us by searching for Fantasy Football JK. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at F Fantasy JK. Uh, please let us know if you would like to have us uh, or find us and listen to us anywhere else uh you can uh, message us on twitter or you can message either one of us on uh, twitter um at the casey Kasem or at dear johnny football uh and, and let us know where else you want us to see us on the platforms all right so let's go ahead and get into it i thought i'd go ahead and start us off with really the most obvious one uh kind of the the elephant in the room the uh, the, the Tom Brady of football, uh, moving over from, uh, from New England, um, onto Tampa Bay gets the question, uh, answered that everyone's been claiming about Tom Brady. Is he the reason for, uh, New England's success or, or was it purely because he's a, a system quarterback? Uh, Casey, I've, I've kind of kept you out of the conversation for, for I'm a few gonna... minutes here. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and throw it to you. Uh, what, what do you think? Uh, do you, do you think that's going to be, um, and especially from a from a fantasy perspective, do you think that's going to be um, a significant move for Tom Brady? Is he going to be more viable now? Um, I think that he will be, and I think that his price tag is going to reflect on what people were thinking about how Tom Brady, you know, he might uh, not be the same Tom Brady on a new team. But um, in my opinion, I mean, he's going to have Gronk there again, um, you know. <laughs> it's a crazy situation to say sit here in 2020 and say that Tom Brady and Gronk are now at Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but 
that's where we are. Um, I think that he'll be able – he's got a lot of weapons on that team. Um, so I think uh, for fantasy purposes, um, his stock is actually rising in my opinion. Um, I know with Scott Fishbowl, he was a big commodity for a lot of people. Uh, I know that um, in redraft, he, there is that name recognition. So mm-hmm. it's just weird because, you know, I started playing more Dynasty. Um, and so in Dynasty, everybody's age, age, age. But I think that Tom Brady is a nice is a nice get. If you have him on your team, I think that you're going to get production out of him. And it's not it, he's going to put up some, some good numbers for your team. Oh, yeah, for sure. Ryan, what do you think? Well, you know, everybody wants to kind of roll the dice to see what happens. I've, I've heard as much as the Bucks are Super Bowl favorites out of the NFC, and uh, <laughs> his offense is going to dominate to, you know, they're not going to have that much time together. With Unfortunately, with the COVID pandemic, they're not having mm-hmm. that, those, those off-season training camps, the, uh, the uh, uh, mandatory mini camps and things like that to really be able to build the relationships that you really need to build to be able to be successful, excuse me, successful on the field. But, you know, it's Brady. You know, uh, we cannot deny the GOAT. There's yeah. a reason why he's got six rings. You know, there's a reason for it. And, uh, yeah, people that ask the question, is it Brady, is it Belichick? You know, I I got to be honest with you. Belichick, yes, he's a, he's a defensive mastermind, but it was Brady's calls on the field. It was his decision-making that really, you know, turned that offense. Because, honestly, New England last year, what, what who did they have? Who did he have mm-hmm. to throw to? Besides Edelman. <laughs> really uh, nothing, right? Yeah, Philip Dorsett, right? That's that's yeah. who I had. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's James White out of the backfield. I mean, really, he's throwing the lawn furniture. Mm-hmm. And these those guys, you know, they're not they're not premier route runners that will get open, right? He yeah. had to throw them open. So you give Tom Brady, Mike Evans, oh, yeah. Chris Godwin, two Pro Bowl receivers. You give him you know, Gronk's coming. I'm not so sure Gronk's going to have the impact that he did in New England, especially especially with Howard there. But you give him you give him these receivers that that he's got. You give him the deepness that Tampa Bay has because they're very underrated. I was going to say I think Gronk at least gives him a touchdown target. Um, if if you know if not to only give the other tight ends open. Yeah, Gronk on the field has to be accounted for. Yeah. And when you throw the weapons out that Tampa Bay has, and, and all of a sudden you got Mike Evans running down the field, and he doesn't have to you know, jump and twist and you know move his body to be able to catch a ball. He's going to be shocked when it lands right in his hands. Mm-hmm. right? And Godwin to say that, yeah, you put, you put Gronk out there, and yes, he's a threat, and he has to be accounted for, and it's going to give those other guys time to get open, and, and they're going to be able to see more one-on-one coverages, but you know, I, I think Brady going there, it, honestly, I think he's good for 11 wins. I still oh, think that yeah. New Orleans is the class of that division, given Breeze' experience with that. And, and you know, it's it's true Breeze. You know, <laughs> Matt Ryan and and his gang of weapons, Matt Ryan, it, it's an even year. Mm-hmm. And we know his statistics in even years. He tends to be <laughs> yep. good. However, that defense oh, is a little yeah. questionable. And Carolina, outside of Christian McCaffrey, just, you know, is – it seems like they're in a rebuild, but so I, I think that it's going to be fun to watch Brady and Breeze mm-hmm. twice, Brady and Ryan twice, um, and I think he, they're good for eleven wins. I really do. Uh, I like it. I think he's Bruce Arians has always been an aerial attack type of guy. It's going to give Brady a good chance to throw, 
The mm-hmm. the one thing that concerns me a little bit is, you know, in New England, Brady was protected. That's one thing New England does yeah. better than just about everyone. They protect their quarterbacks. Jameis Winston was on the ground a lot, and he's mobile. So that could be a bit of an issue, but um, I don't expect 40 touchdowns from him. But I think yeah. I think Brady would be good for 25 to 30. Definitely not going to get that 40 interceptions. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> yeah. Although I, I I'd kind of like to see that, but but that's that's just the Giants fan in me. But but I yeah I agree with both of you. I think that Tom Brady is uh he, the he has the smarts and, and to kind of make it a, a comparison on the on the defensive side. The the Richard Sherman doesn't have the physical traits that he had when he was at, in Seattle, but he has the smarts that when he lines up against a corner, um, you know, he knows the routes as well as the, as well, excuse me, lines up against the wide receiver. He knows the routes better than the wide receiver does. Um, and Tom Brady knows the defense is probably better than the defense does. And he makes those adjustments at the line. And I think that when he brings that to the team and to the offense, um, and really any, any team, it's, it's gonna, it's, he's gonna go ahead and, and make them have that step forward. Um, so yeah, I definitely agree with you uh ryan go ahead and tell me one of the one of the players that you were you were thinking of as far as the the old faces new places so who were you thinking of you know a lot of people have talked about tight end right and i like hayden hurst in atlanta mm-hmm. but yeah my honestly my pick is on the defensive side of the ball mm-hmm. and that's calais campbell to baltimore oh he, yeah he and it's not it, defense doesn't really get talked about, but deep, Baltimore already had arguably the best defense in football, and now you add Calais Campbell to that front four. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, I think yes, Kansas City on obviously is the class of the AFC, but Baltimore with Lamar Jackson and those weapons and that defense, those are the top two teams out of the AFC. They will contend for the AFC championship and the right to go to the Super Bowl. Everyone yeah. else, you know. Tennessee was a great Cinderella story. New England is not even a, really a consideration anymore. Buffalo with Josh Allen, you know, they, they may make a, a, you know, an eight or nine, maybe even 10 win run, but really it's with, with Clayus Campbell and, and that defense in Baltimore, uh, they are going to be scary good. Oh, I agree with that. I, and, and, uh, in, in Baltimore to me, it, I'm always the bigger fan of the defensive game. Um, and, and one of the reasons why I like Kansas City so well is, is I, I like the Honey Badger. I like, uh, I like Spags because he was, a, he was a, a Giants defensive coordinator couple of times um but but baltimore has always been a defensive uh a defensive team and um calais campbell and at the jaguars i mean he he was he was a force of nature there i mean and, and he was underrated so underrated there he never got the recognition i think that he deserved um and you're right i think that's a good move there um and i'm i'm stretching because i've been thinking offense this entire time yeah. uh who, i'm trying on IDP I'm, yeah, I'm trying to. Th- who who else is on the line out there in Baltimore? Ryan, help us out. Oh, you're gonna make me stretch my memory here. I haven't honestly, with with all everything that's been going on, I haven't really looked at football a whole lot. Oh, they got quite a few. I mean, when we're looking at just the defensive line, you're talking uh-huh. about. You know, they picked up Derek Wolf out of out of Denver. What's interesting is they have a lot of their rosters. You know, they're not necessarily listed as defensive tackle or even defensive end. I see a lot of. Mm-hmm. Uh, inside linebacker, outside linebacker. Yeah, they're um, uh, they're three four, right? Yeah, they're listed very. Yeah. They're listed differently. 
Uh, I, look oh, like Matt, I look at Matthew Judon. I look at – they picked up Patrick Queen, which was just an incredible yeah. pick. Pernell McPhee, you know, and, and you add you add Calais Campbell to that to that list, and it's just it's it's, it's, a, it's huge a nasty line. My it's goodness. a nasty group. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, man, that's gonna be that's gonna be fun to watch. And and I I touched on this with uh with someone else the 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 other week talking about the the two best teams in, in the the AFC and and. Uh, how young they are really uh i mean and, and and i see some older players on here but but honestly the these two teams should be battling it out for a while and, and i love it it's two teams that you don't you don't really uh you have historically haven't been that great although i guess baltimore won the super bowl a few years ago so but uh but no that's 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 an interesting one well casey you got a you got a curveball to throw for us too no, no, no. <laughs> I, I try to stay far, far away from defense. No offense to my homies out there that, that play IDP. Um, I tried it once, and it wasn't for me, but maybe I'll uh, dip my toe back into the water. Um, I think since since Brian brought this up, I think that I will go with um, Hayden Hurst. Yeah. Um, I mean, Hayden Hurst has been a guy that has been on everybody's sleeper list, everybody's you know, don't let the cat out of the bag. Don't tell people, you know, that we know what Hayden Hurst is just because he didn't have the opportunity. I mean, that, that'll happen when you have good tight ends on your, more than one good tight end on your roster. You know, there's not going to be enough for everybody to get something. And, um, mm-hmm. I, it's really nice to see that, um, he's actually going to have an opportunity. Um, it, I was on a podcast this weekend. It was a Hayden Hurst um, podcast that they had going on about mental health. And um, just, you know, I, I know that has nothing to do with fantasy football being a good guy, but it's just nice to see a good guy actually, you know, something good happen. I really like the fact that he's in a position now where he's taking over for um, Austin Hooper. He's going into um, onto a team where Matt Ryan loves to throw the ball, um, where Austin Hooper was targeted Plenty last season. I mean, he, he um, had 7.5 targets a game. He he walked, um, and so they brought in a Hurst. Um, and and Hurst isn't a scrub. I mean, he was taking, he, he look where he was taking. Like they they didn't waste that. You know, they 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 need to be able to use him. And I think that he's in a team on a team now where the roster actually is set up for him to succeed. He just didn't have the opportunities, and that's just plain and simple. Like. If you look at the stats and you look at everything from last season, he still had um, 2.44 yards per route run. So that was the sixth best among tight ends. He had 11.6 yards per reception. I mean, he can get the ball and and, and go do what Hooper could do. Now, I'm not saying he's going to have the exact same numbers that Hooper had last season, um, but we were talking about Ryan was bringing up the fact that, you know, the years when it comes to Matt Ryan, I mean (laughs) – on, off, on, off, on, off. This is going to be an on year for him. Um, so I look for that ball to, to get to um, Hurst, and I look for him to be that guy. Uh, I think it's a great move for him considering, you know, it, it just really stinks when you're when you're stuck on a team where the roster's clubbed like that to be able to get somewhere where you actually have an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Ryan, what do you think about Hayden Hurst? I like him. You know, he was mm-hmm. drafted in the first round by Baltimore. Unfortunately, yeah, he was overshadowed by Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. And Lamar Jackson is a running back and a quarterback. And and Hayden Hurst had some. He had some some flashy plays there in Baltimore, but 
Casey really hit the nail on the head. He was not in a in a place where he was be given the opportunity to succeed. Now he steps into the vacated role at Austin Hooper, who signed a, an incredible for Cleveland. And yeah, mm-hmm. given the talent surrounding him in in Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones, you know, and even now, and, and many people kind of you know puff their nose nose up at it, but even Todd Gurley, right? Mm-hmm. Even Todd Gurley on a on a semi bum knee is still a threat out of the backfield. And so you surround. You know, you surround Matt Ryan and you surround the receivers with talent. And yeah, Hayden Hurst is going to see a lot of one-on-one opportunities, especially up the middle. You know, where he can he can catch the ball six, seven yards down the field and then have the yards after the catch. Right? You can you can easily pick up another five, ten, fifteen, and he's going to be definitely be a touchdown threat mm-hmm. right down the seam, especially with with Ridley on the outside, Julio on the outside, and, and again, you got Todd Gurley, who uh, you know. I had Todd Gurley for a couple of years. I got him. Luckily, I got him in his prime years there, where he put up like yeah. twenty and twenty-two touchdowns, you know, consecutively. And then he had the the knee injury. I, I still think he's got a little bit in the tank there, and hmm. be able to go home to Georgia and play in front of his family, having you know played at Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, be able to go home and, and play for the Falcons. I think will rejuvenate him for a year, and he, he's not going to put up nineteen touchdowns. That's not going to happen. No. But you know, but twelve is conceivable in that offense. Yeah, and, and actually, Gurley was was one of the ones that I that I had written down um, was was uh, uh, is, is a possibility of making the comeback. Um, and and really, his ability to catch the ball was going to be more uh, more of his value than than his ability to run the ball. Um, and uh, and and seeing seeing what he can, what what share he can get from that offense. Exactly. And so when you when you mm-hmm. take that into account and you look at Hayden Hurst, you know, he's going to have a lot of favorable matchups. And mm-hmm. this could be the year for Hayden Hurst. I mean, he could really break out and you, we could see double digit touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to hedge my bets and say he's probably going to see between maybe six and eight. Um, mm-hmm. You know, certainly it's possible he could see, you know, 10 plus. Mm-hmm. And especially if that offense is clicking because, you know, teams are going to triple cover Julio Jones. Because if yeah. you don't, he's going to make you look silly. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Cal Ridley, Hayden Hurst, Todd Gurley, they're all going to be benefactors of, of all that attention paid to Julio. Uh, since you took Todd Gurley from me, uh, I, I, I actually – no. <laughs> uh, I, I was debating on 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 uh, on two names, and, and it's funny because they're, they're for, both for the same team, either either Breda or, um, or Jordan Howard. And I, at first, I was pretty high on on Breda, but um, I'm actually going to go with Jordan Howard. Um, not just because I drafted him in the Scott Fish Bowl, uh, but um, but no, I I uh, I decided to go ahead and go with him. I I like I like his history. I think he has uh, a history of more success uh, from his time in Chicago um, uh, and his time in Philadelphia, uh, uh, running the ball. The more I looked into his uh, his passing, uh, his pass catching, uh, especially his yards after the catch, uh, uh, averaging at least uh, at least three yards after uh, after the catch in uh, in 2019, uh, 2018, almost getting up there as well. I, I think Philadelphia, or excuse me, uh, 
moving from Philadelphia and going down into Miami. Um, I mean, they're going to be, they're not going to be a high octane offense, but they're going to be an offense that's going to be on the field a lot, uh, just because they're, they're not going to be a team that's going to be winning a lot. Uh, they're going to be one that's going to be coming from behind and, uh, Fitzpatrick, it's going to be a quarterback that is, is proven that he can put up stats when he needs to. He can put up numbers when he needs to. I think Jordan Howard is going to end up being the RB1 for that team. Um, and so he's, he's really the, the, the guy that I would hitch my horse to on, on, uh, on, on that team. Casey, what do you think about Jordan? I love Jordan Howard. <laughs> he's one of my guys that I've been touting for a very long time. Um, Jordan Howard has done it in the past, and I know that recency bias, but even when you look at, at him with the Eagles, you know, injuries, <laughs> injuries tend to be uh, a the deal with Jordan Howard, but I think that he's going to be healthy this season. I think that he is going to be the running back one on that team. I am probably overconfident in drafting him a little bit ahead of where he probably should be going, but I have faith in him. He is a guy I took in the Scott Fitzgerald because I took running backs kind of late, and I'm like, who do I think has the best potential to um, have those games where he balls out? And I really do think that Jordan Howard has that opportunity there in Miami, and I think that Miami's got one of those teams where they have one or two sneaky guys on their roster for fantasy purposes. It's just hard to pinpoint who it's going to be. Um, and, you know, it took Devontae Parker a million years to, to be that guy uh, last season. And we don't know if he can really um, do that again for a second season. But I think that Jordan Howard, he's just got this breath of fresh air to that offense. And I think that he's going to, to be the guy there mm-hmm. uh, as a weapon for yeah. fans or to whoever ends up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Ryan? Well, Jordan Howard really didn't get a fair shake in Philly. That's because Philly has traditionally been a running back by committee. Right. Mm-hmm. They, they have, they, the last feature back I think they actually tried to feature was DeMarco Murray, and that ended in beautiful disaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we, we may not, not like each other's teams that much, but we can both agree that we hate the Eagles. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, so oh DeMarco like Murray. have a whole podcast yeah. on that, but hey. Yeah. Yeah, watching Demar Murray hang in. I think that's aside from Sean McCoy, and, and and to be honest with you, I'm still just it blew my mind when they let Sean McCoy go. And last year when they picked up Jordan Howard, I thought, okay, very easily. You know, they they had Miles Sanders, but I thought very easily Jordan Howard could steal the show mm-hmm. because he yeah. had some really solid years, oh, yeah. you know, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. But then again, you know, Philly is you know they traditionally they're just a running back by committee. And I think that he really didn't get a fair shake there in Miami. It is going to give him for his money. I, I agree. I think Howard is going to be the, the RB1 there. And, you know, yeah, Fitzpatrick's there. But I got to tell you, two is going to get snaps. Oh, yeah. The, the fans are going to call for that because you're talking about you don't draft a franchise quarterback and let him and let him sit, right? Especially not now. one with, with the arm talent of Tua, who, mm-hmm. I mean, he can, he can piece the ball on a damn. He's insanely accurate. Mm-hmm. And in Miami, they had how many draft picks? You know, a million. I think <laughs> yeah. they had a whole draft this year. They had fourteen draft picks, and you know they made some some really really killer moves in the offseason mm-hmm. to bring in some solid talent. And many people thought, okay, Miami, they're going to be in this three or four or five year rebuild where they're going to be a funk. And yeah, they're not going to win a lot of games. I agree. I, mm-hmm. I think they're going to they'll double the win total. Excuse me, they'll double it. I think they'll potentially get the. They may even get the six wins. 
Yeah. You know, depending, depending. Because <laughs> Fitzpatrick in fantasy, it, it, he's probably the, the hottest fantasy like commodity that's on the waiver wire at any given time because he costs yeah. you oh, nothing. Yeah. And he can throw you six touchdowns or he can <laughs> throw you six picks. It's one or the other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're fortunate enough to pick him up, i.e. last year or the year before when he was in Tampa and, and they go to New Orleans and he throws six touchdowns in New Orleans and everybody, you know, you know, they're beside themselves watching this. I mean, this dude is, he's, he's hit or miss, but ultimately I think, yes, he'll start, but Tua eventually, depending on, on how much he falters and maybe earlier in the season, but Tua is going to certainly take over. And I think Jordan Howard will benefit from that because oh, yeah. Tua is a dual threat, right? And he mm-hmm. is, he's crazy accurate and he can run and, having to account for that, Jordan Howard out of the backfield may see more targets than he was used to out of Philly and out of Chicago. And as a result, certainly could be that sneaky, you know, ninth, tenth, maybe an eleventh round pickup that everyone's looking at going, Miami? No, I don't think so. Yep. Yeah, I, I like Jordan Howard. I do. I think mm-hmm. I think he's gonna put up some solid numbers. All right. Uh Ryan, I think actually you're up next. Let's go ahead and uh let's hear another one. Uh, well I'm gonna go with an with an obvious one. And I'll say it, but then I'm going to ask you guys what, <laughs> where you think this guy would be better. All right. And that is going to be probably the most prolific wide receiver in football in DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, people seem, you know, have seemed to have forgotten that Arizona stole him mm-hmm. for a song and a prayer. In, oh, yeah. Uh, in, in David Johnson. <laughs> and Arizona is like, honestly, they could be kind of like Miami, right? Mm hmm. Where they probably won't win a whole lot of games because they're an extremely tough division with mm-hmm. Seattle and San Francisco. Mm-hmm. But that offense could be a lot of fun to watch with Kyler Murray throwing to Larry Fitzgerald and now Nuck. What do you guys think about uh, who? Where do you think he would be better off? You know, we haven't seen him yet, but looking at the rosters, do you think he'll be better in? Arizona, or do you think he'd have been better off staying with Deshaun Watson in Houston? Honestly, personally, in in my opinion, I think he's going to ball out in Arizona, but I think that the uh, that in Houston, the situation for him there is you have Will Fuller, who's always injured. You have all these other guys who are the Kenny Stills and, and so on and so forth. So he was that dude, right? So mm-hmm. in, in Arizona, yeah, you have – okay, you have a really, really aging – Fitzgerald. So, okay. He's still going to get some targets, obviously. Um, I really like Christian Kirk, and I think mm-hmm. that he's he's a really, really great player. And I think that he's going to get a lot of opportunity this season as well. But Kyler Murray is a, is a great quarterback, especially for fantasy purposes, like having him on your roster is golden. Um, I just feel like he has a slight edge in Houston, but I, I still think it's a good fit for him either way. I think he, him having those quarterbacks that both can get him the ball, I think that they're I'm not as low on him. I know a couple of people that are low on him. They're like totally out on him because of where he is. But I, I honestly, I don't think it's that bad of a situation. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of wish I had spoken first because you said the exact same thing. <laughs> I was, I was I'm going to. Um, I, I think for fantasy purposes, I, I, I think that that DeAndre would probably would have made and scored you more points in Houston just for for lack of options. Um, but I, I think that that I think Kyler Murray is going to take a step. Uh, next year in, in Arizona. I, I, I think that he is, 
I keep comparing 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 him. I keep comparing him to uh, to Russell Wilson, and, and I'll keep going with it because that's the easiest comparison you can make with him. But uh, I, I think that he will become a better passer, and I think that DeAndre Hopkins will help him become a better passer. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald is a is a presence that will help both of them, um, both as a uh, just kind of a, a leader on the on the field that kind of helps Kyler be uh become who he needs to be as a quarterback and then just as a as a target if if he you know needs to be covered or if he needs to be the one who actually uh is is running the route that that catches the ball uh i think that deandre if he was a little bit taller kyler could be able to see him a bit better that'd be great but uh but no i think it'd be good (laughs) you know yeah kyler people always you know the the pundits really harp on on Kyler because he's short. How is he going to see over the O-line? Well, guess what? Drew Brees <laughs> well. is short too. And Drew Brees <laughs> yeah, is right? just fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for me, you know, and I like the, uh, I do like the, the Kyler Murray-Russell Wilson comparison. Although mm-hmm. I think Kyler has better weapons to throw to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I do like that. Interesting statistic here. Larry Fitzgerald has more tackles than he does drops in his career. Oh my gosh! The, the man, the man has twenty nine <laughs> drops on like twenty nine hundred targets. He just wow. does not drop yeah. the ball, mm-hmm. and so yeah, he's like the ageless wonder. I mean, mm-hmm. Larry Fitzgerald in fantasy, people mm-hmm. overlook him because he's yeah. no, he's, he's, he's close to forty, but he's he's a solid wide receiver three option. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he led that you team know? last last season in in receptions. I mean. Mm-hmm. He did, you know, and many people thought it was going to be Christian Kirk. Many people thought, but he got, you know, yeah, he was. He only played eleven games, so it was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Reliable's got your back, you know. <laughs> exactly, and Larry Fitzgerald really stepped up, and and honestly, I think Fitzgerald is going to seriously. I don't know who's going to benefit more. Will Fitzgerald Gerald benefit more from DeAndre Hopkins or the other way around? Because mm-hmm. you know he's he's all reliable. And DeAndre Hopkins running down the sideline is going to open up the middle of the field for Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. So I, I do I like DeAndre Hopkins there, and I, I've heard the same things that you know that, that you've heard Casey, where people are just I'm out on him because yeah. he's in Arizona. And the Cliff mm-hmm. Kingsbury he runs a, a a pretty a pretty decent passing attack, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know it. And Let's not go to sleep on DeAndre Hopkins here. It's freaking okay. DeAndre Hopkins. It's not like yeah. we're, some, we're not talking about Cole Beasley or you know. We're talking about DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, yeah. you were not. We're not talking about. Oh, we got Sammy Brandon Watkins and Brandon McCaw yeah. in Houston. Yeah, oh, we're not talking yeah. about these, these third string guys that have been around forever. We're talking about exactly. We're not talking about that. Well, you, I mean, you look at Brandon Cooks. How many teams has he been on? Yeah, yeah, he's been on a lot of teams. Hey, teams, you know, and that that should tell you what you need to know. And yeah. also with Houston. Deshaun Watson unfortunately spends more time on the turf yeah. than he does upright yeah. because Houston has no O line. You know, so DeAndre having having more time to run the routes because his quarterback isn't getting destroyed. I, mm-hmm. I think ultimately he'll he'll end up more more uh, more efficient and, and more productive there in Arizona. Yep, Casey, who you got? Well. I like going down this path where he gives me one and I can take it. And, and kind of like, <laughs> so I'm going to go with um, David Johnson here. Um, yeah. The Houston Texans, the running back there, who was with Arizona. And then this whole <laughs> explosion of what the heck just happened went on. And now we have David Johnson down in Houston. Um, for me, he's a cheap option for fantasy purposes. 
who is being called the third down, a three down back in Houston. Um, Bill O'Brien is saying that that's what he wants to use him as. Duke Johnson's there in the passing game. David, so that takes away some of David Johnson's appeal when it comes to catching passes. But I still think that um, Houston's one of those uh, one of those teams with running backs where it's like, goodness gracious, what's going on here? You know, you're like, do I draft this player? Or do I not? The guys, Lamar Miller, you know, he was so hit or miss. Um, I think David Johnson, he was he's had his off years. Um, you know, after he got injured, it was it, it was one of those things where it was like, is he going to come back and play the same way that he used to? And I mean. He's got the glimmers. He's got the the, the shiny, you know, games. Um, I think that in Houston, a new change of scenery for him. Uh, I think that he'll um, be able to at least be a decent viable, you know, a decent option for your team. Um, not not your running back one, but it, it, you can get him pretty cheap. And so, you know, why not? Why not try, you know, try your hand at David Johnson this year, um, knowing that he's going to get volume there. And that's a big thing when it comes to running backs getting that volume because there's so many teams that do the, oh, running back by committee, this, that, and the other. Yes, Duke Johnson's there, but Duke Johnson's not the same player as David Johnson. Mm. And it's really weird to say both those guys' names. Yeah. Back, Duke and, Duke and David, but... Um, the DJs. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly, the DJs, the two DJs down in Houston. Um, yeah, I think if he stays healthy, and that's a big, he needs to stay healthy, big, bold, capital... <laughs> right in your face, stay healthy. I think that he's going to work well in that offense. I don't think it's going to look as bad. I mean, it still looks like a bad trade, but I don't think it's going to be as holy wow as as it looks right now. So fingers crossed, at least, because there's another guy. So you're saying so. You're saying there's a chance. There's a chance. <laughs> Overrated GIF of all time, but yes, I'm saying. Yeah. I, I gotta be honest. I I don't have a lot of hope for Houston this year, uh, so I I I'm not I'm not buying what they're selling. I'll, I'll put it that way. What do you think, Ryan? Well, so many people just can't get over the fact that Bill O'Brien gave away a top two receiver. For <laughs> yeah, I, that that, that they okay. overlook. They think, well, we got Brandon Cooks. You know, they traded for Brandon Cooks and they signed Randall Cobb three years all this other stuff. The offense is going to be prolific. And uh, I just, you know, what did they uh, do I'm for their line? That's what I want to know. They, they did nothing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they did. I, I'll take that back. You know, they, they traded for that, that left tackle there out of Miami, but so they did do something to, to try and show that up a little bit, but their the line already is so bad. They're just going to yeah. take more than one guy. And <laughs> yeah. D- David Johnson. Oh, Tunzel. They got Tunzel. Yeah. They got Jeremy Tunzel. Oh, uh, yeah. Which is why Miami had, <laughs> You know, a million picks. Yeah, that's one of the yeah. reasons why because they because they traded for Tunzel, and yeah, that's going to help his blind side. But the rest of his line is still so weak that it, mm-hmm. unfortunately, yeah. I think that'll improve it somewhat. But he's still going to be running for his life. And David Johnson, you know, he had I hate to have to label him as a one hit wonder, but unfortunately, that's the way it's been. It every year, people David Johnson is a consensus number one running back in football year after. He gets injured. He gets injured again. He just, he's a wide receiver converted to running back. And, you know, I'm with you, JJ. I'm, I don't buy what Houston's selling with their offense. I do think that David Johnson is the best of a bad, you know, bad group, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And I do think that he's going to touch the rock quite a number of times. But with that O line, I wouldn't expect him to put up any more than 800 yards rushing and maybe yeah. six touchdowns. Maybe. It, it's, he's it's, it's he's bottom of the barrel. 
uh, waiver wire. Well, he's finally, he's finally at a price that I, I feel comfortable taking him at. After all these years of he's going to hit exactly. this year. I can finally exactly. feel okay not picking him as my first running back, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Having him there exactly. for, for security purposes, you know, plug-in plays, you know, streaming, so on and so forth. Um, yeah, if his price tag was any higher, I don't think that I could actually click on draft. But where he's I going, then. I do think that's where you're going to find the value is that, you know, he's obviously he is not a top three running back. He's not Saquon. He's not Zeke. He certainly isn't Christian McCaffrey, right? He's not going to go in the top, really the top 10 round, and depending on obviously your, your draft and, and how your league is set up. In our dra- in our league, I doubt he goes in the first 10 rounds. But that's exactly what he's there for because you may find him as that sneaky 12th, 13th, round pick where you're like okay i've got three four running backs i need i need someone to fill in and all of a sudden maybe he does have you know a few weeks here where he really hits and he Mm -hmm. can buy you a a sneaky win or two that you weren't expecting so there certainly is value just not as good value yeah 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 but but that's that's as far as it goes as value all right so i wanted to touch on just a couple of uh of uh journeyman quarterbacks uh, and, and, and I don't, I don't know if I really recognize or recommend either one of these, uh, for, for pickup just because they're, they're going into a situation where they're not the guaranteed starter. Uh, they definitely have the opportunity to win, uh, to win the job, but, uh, but it, it's, it's definitely not guaranteed. So the first one's Nick Foles, uh, going to Chicago. Uh, and, and, uh, competing for, uh, the job against Trubitsky. And then the second one's going to be Marcus Mariota going to Las Vegas, uh, competing against David Carr. I think that Foles probably has a better chance of overtaking Trubitsky than Mariota has for Carr. Although I, I don't think it's that big of a difference. I think both of those quarterbacks can overtake, uh, their teammate. Uh, Foles in particular, I, I think Trubitsky, uh, even even though he made the Pro Bowl a couple of years ago, um, I, and, and I'm not really that big of a Foles fan either. I, I just think Trubisky Ch- is is kind of exposed as not a good football player, or 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 maybe something in 2019 was was just wrong with him that we're not knowing about, um, or, or something like that. Uh, but you know, he didn't impress in Tampa for whatever reason. Was it Tampa that he was in? No, no, he went to Jacksonville. Jacksonville, yeah, yeah. Well, that was a that was a dumpster fire to begin with. So, uh, so uh, Foles couldn't be at, beat out the mustache in in Jacksonville. So that's that's not that's not too much of a credit to him. But uh, you know, I, I I don't I don't see I don't see that team that's that's honestly a good team that has weapons putting up with Trubisky for very much longer. Um, I think Chicago is better than than what what their reputation is is at the moment and uh, the the obvious change would be at quarterback and i think that Foles with his with his pedigree would give them um at least a um a, at least the resemblance of an answer of a change um and then kind of the same thing with Las Vegas i think Las Vegas the raiders are a better team than what they uh kind of what the reputation is i think their reputation is a bit better than what chicago is i think their coach probably has a strategy that's a little bit more you know outer space you know <laughs> smoking smoking something that that we're all not smoking on a higher plane than we are for whatever reason uh kind of thinking but i, I think I think he's putting something out there. 
um, that, that, that may get some wins this year. Um, and I think Mariota fits that idea of what he wants better than, than Carr does. Um, and I can see, uh, kind of the same thing in Chicago. If they're not getting the wins, the, the most likely change that they would make would be at quarterback. And if you have a viable starter sitting on the bench who could provide some of that mobility and speed that maybe your current quarterback doesn't have, then I think that's the most likely change. What do you think? Casey. <laughs> those guys. <laughs> those guys. I oh, those guys. I didn't have anything written down about them, but <laughs> off the top of my brain, let's go. Um, first, when it comes to Carr versus Mariota and all that jazz, um, mm-hmm. Derek Carr really hasn't been – he had that season where he was on a phenomenal pace, and then he broke his back, and mm. it's just not been the same since that happened. It just, I mean, it's not like <laughs> I expected him to be some amazing dude right after that happened, but – it's, you know, we're in 2020 now, so fingers crossed that he can get it together this year, especially with his new young wide receiver, and he's got, you know, he's got weapons there, and Josh Jacobs is there. I think that Mariota and Carr are very similar to me when it comes to just who they are as quarterbacks. Uh, just mm-hmm. If Mariota was starting on a team this season, I think that I would probably draft him around the same spot that I would draft Derek Carr. Um, maybe take Derek Carr a little higher just because I know – you know, you know exactly what you're getting with Derek Carr on this team versus Mariota if he was with a different team. Um, but we'll just have to wait and see. It's going to be one of those guys that you're going to want to pick up off the waivers. If you not, I would not draft both Carr and Mariota unless I had a really deep bench, or mm-hmm. I was in, you know, dynasty league, or if I was in a certain, you know, certain crazy league like Scottish Bowl or whatever. I, I don't think I would waste a bench spot on somebody like that, um, especially in that situation. Maybe more so with the Trubisky Foles situation, just because that seems to be more of a shorter leash there. I think um, yeah. Trubisky and all the problems that he's been going through. I don't think I would waste a spot for either of them, but they are good guys to keep on your radar. You really should keep them. Like, they're not going to get drafted more than likely, and especially in like ten or twelve team leagues. But um, just to, to have them on your radar, it, it, it's something worth keep, you know keeping interest in. I'm not a big Foles fan. He's hit or miss for me a lot of the times. I mean, he just is for everybody, um, obviously. Um, but, you know, it, he, he moves around. He looks good. And everybody gets on that bandwagon. And then he goes back to his old ways. And he's not showing that big dick energy anymore. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I liked Trubisky. I, I, I think he was put in a shit situation when they took him. You know, they they – Draft, they traded up to draft him, and he already had a target on his back when that happened. Um, and, and, and hopefully he can get it together because I really like Allen Robinson. I really like Allen yeah. Robinson, and I want him to succeed. And he, the only way he's going to succeed is to have somebody that can get him the ball. So, mm-hmm. you know, a healthy Allen Robinson plus a quarterback who can get him the ball, that seems like a force to be reckoned with. And, 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 and you know, somebody – Allen Robinson would get a big bump, in my opinion, if – he could have a viable quarterback who actually gets the ball <laughs> to his receiver. Yeah. What do you think, Ryan? Uh, touching on Chicago there, uh, I couldn't agree more. You know, Chicago, they passed on Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. for for North Carolina's Mitch Trubisky. Everybody everybody that knows football even looks at football just kind of like twisted their head. Are you kidding me with this? Really? <laughs> Mitch Trubisky? And he's a one-read quarterback. Just to put it plain and simple, if his mm-hmm. first read isn't open, he's either going to throw a pick, he's going to get sacked, or he's going to, or he's going to throw it away. Mm-hmm. Right? He's a he's a one read quarterback. And Nick Foles, 
unfortunately, the best football he's played has been in Philadelphia. However, I still think that he's a better, more viable option, you know, from a, from an offensive standpoint, at least to provide a little bit more offensive pop than, than Mr. Trubisky. You know, you mentioned Allen Robinson, but let's not forget about, you know, David Montgomery or even Tariq Cohen. Yeah. All right, you're, you're talking about Tariq Cohen and PPR. Yeah. A couple of years mm-hmm. ago was a monster. Mm-hmm. And you get a quarterback, you know, that can throw a competent deep ball to Allen Robinson or, or whomever else they want to throw out there. And I think – I think I read they uh, they brought in Jimmy Graham. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So they brought in Jimmy Graham too, and yeah, Jimmy Graham isn't what he was, you know, in in oh nine, ten, and eleven with New Orleans. But you know, he's an upgrade over what they had, and he's a he's a threat that you have to contend with, and you give him a competent quarterback that can throw the ball accurately, and is more than just say my first option isn't open. I'm going to either take a sack or try to run for it. Mm-hmm. You know, and and yeah, you're going to see a bump in production from all of those guys and ultimately a bump in the offense. Unfortunately, Chicago still, even with that great defense, you know, mm-hmm. is, is <laughs> they just got, they've got too much to contend with in Minnesota and in Green Bay. Uh, I think that they're probably with Trubisky at the helm. They're probably best suited where they are third in division, potentially even fourth, depending on what, what kind of year Matt Stafford has. Unfortunately, he got injured last year. So I missed the last half. So Detroit really tanked off, but I think Foles really is going to end up being the better option there. As far as Las Vegas goes, it's it's really difficult to tell because Derek Carr has been that offense for so long. And, you know, lest we forget, these guys had Amari Cooper, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they gave up on him. Honestly, I think they gave up on him too quickly because he is the premier route runner in football. And, yeah, they've got Ty Williams, and, yes, they have Josh Jacobs. They've got some decent weapons there. Derek Carr knows that offense. He knows that system. I think Mariota was just kind of given a bad rap there in, in Tennessee. Unfortunately, yeah, got injured, and Ryan Tannehill, he just happened to find the perfect system for him mm-hmm. that that clicks and works. But, you know, for a while there, Mariota, you know, he was he was a legitimate QB, too. You know, he was a legitimate mm-hmm. contender. Now, J.J. Narley, we only have two quarterbacks, and we only allow two quarterbacks. So, yeah. either one of these, no, they're not going to get <laughs> drafted. Right. They're going to they're gonna be waiver wire pickups when – <laughs> yeah, unless you know, unless you're staring down the barrel of having to let Mahomes or or, or Lamar Jackson or something like that go, in which case you're in all likelihood you're probably going to bench them and potentially take the loss. Yeah, um, these guys are going to be they would be very very deep pickups, and I'm going to say that they're going to be waiver wire pickups for teams that are already streaming second quarterbacks anyways. But Las Vegas, I think, will ride with Derek Carr. Unless he gets injured or unless he's just so atrocious they have no other option, um, I think they'll stick with him. I It would shock me. If Trubisky doesn't start strong, I'm going to say if he, if he loses the first two games, he's going to get benched. Yeah. Yeah, and Foles will take over. Hey, honestly, and, and, and I hate to be like this, I, I kind of want to see it. I, I've been waiting for Chicago to, to, to ball out for a while now, and I, I'd like to see them get some success. What, Jay Cutler wasn't doing it for you? Uh, no. Jay's <laughs> smoking cutler. Oh, my gosh. You know, Chicago, a couple of years ago, really was carried. Yeah, he went to the Pro Bowl, Trubisky did, but he was really carried by that defense. Yeah. yeah. He goes that up against defense. a competent offense like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's going to – without the defense, he's going to get torched. What round did the defense get drafted last year, Ryan? Oh, I think Eric – I've got the – I think Eric, for whatever yeah, I, reason – I don't think they but, even got drafted in our league, and I think I ended up picking them up off of 
waivers and like just wrote they were like i was like sweet action <laughs> i'm not even like i like streaming defenses but if i can have a defense on my team that no mind you we were drafting live and i have to recommend this to everyone listens if you yes. haven't done a live draft that is, it is the way to go ever. oh my gosh yes. this, year is gonna, this year with the covid stuff is like freaking me out about live drafts because i really need to have that going on oh yeah I I, it, mm-hmm. It's doing the same thing to me because honestly, the online drafts. The, the first year we did the live draft, I decided then and there, yeah. never again were we going back because right. it's just so much better, so much better so to interact good. with your league mates oh, yeah. and talk trash. Especially to Eric, who drafted the Chicago Bears defense in the third round. The third oh, round. <laughs> the third round. We all, we all like, we all. You're like, what? Could not believe it. It was it was insane. <laughs> I almost paused the draft and I was like, buddy, what? are you sure? <laughs> uh, we might give you a mulligan on this one. Are you, you know, sure? He said oh. defense, right? He didn't say an A, he said defense. He was so confident. Oh yeah. I was like, well, I like that. Oh, he was like <laughs> I Go better go home, I guess. <laughs> and you're talking about a guy who's a massive, massive Green Bay fan. Oh, oh yeah, he already had Aaron Rodgers, so so he drafts. Yeah, I, I've got the draft board hanging That's up fun. on the wall here. Upstairs. Oh okay. Yeah, he drafts Aaron Rodgers and Devonte Adams, and then the Chicago Bears. And I'm like, <laughs> you realize you just pitted right. good best players against each other? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, That's is, you know, crazy stuff. Like, but I will, I will give this to him. I will give this to him. He did manage to pick up Lamar Jackson in the eleventh, and then traded wow. him to you, I believe, JJ. Yes, he did. Yeah, so he did. He had some oh, fun picks, but to make up for that, but the Bears defense in the third round, it it floored everybody. No, I wonder who uh, one of my keepers are going to be this year. Hmm. Uh, if it's not Lamar Jackson, I, I'm <laughs> going to give you a mulligan. <laughs> I, I've got one more for you if, you if we're still going one more round. Yeah, I was actually going to say, Ryan, let's go ahead and do one more, and then uh, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Excellent. So i got to say, I'm, I'm going back to the uh, the NFC South here, mm-hmm. and, and mine is Emmanuel Sanders in New Orleans. Yes. Oh, Yeah. This guy consistently is a touchdown thief. He did it in Denver when when it was him and Demarius Thomas. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders was a go-to. Uh, I believe he went to Miami. He played in Miami for a couple of years. And, of course, where he started in Pittsburgh, and they had those three receivers just outside. Just Emmanuel Sanders, Mike Wallace, and Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Just a ridiculous trio. But everywhere Emmanuel Sanders has gone, he has been a touchdown and yeah, New Orleans has Michael Thomas. They've got Alvin Kamara. You know, uh, they're going to run Taysom Hill out in all kinds of different formations. But you throw Emmanuel Sanders out there, and I, I think he's good for between eight and ten touchdowns easily. I completely agree. Uh, yeah, it, it, exactly like you said. Uh, wherever he goes, he's he's like the touchdown charm. Um, and he's he's one of I think he was one of my sleepers. Uh, if you could call him a sleeper, I don't know. I think it, it, the the eight Age and just the fact you've seen that name forever, I think might might throw some uh, some people off. But uh, no, he he's he's one of my favorites and he's one of my targets in my redraft leagues for sure. Definitely, I, <laughs> Emmanuel Sanders is the target. I think um, later rounds. Um, I mean, he's he's with Drew Brees. Drew Brees always makes these guys these 
second fiddle guys look good. I mean, he, it's just crazy. I mean, we were talking about Brandon Cooks earlier. We were saying, and I don't think he's ever had a guy like Emmanuel Sanders as that second guy to go to. So having him there, yeah, he's going to get the touchdowns. I really like him. Um, and, and I don't think we're not expecting him to be a wide receiver one. So you can go in mm-hmm. there with the correct expectations that he's not going to be that guy and just go in there knowing that you're going to get touchdowns off this guy and definitely worth a shot. I love him. All right. Well, that actually uh, wraps up uh, our topic here, our old faces, new places, uh, our different players that go from new teams, excuse me, go from old teams onto new teams in the NFL. Uh, Ryan, thank you so much for joining. I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, I can't wait for our season to start. I, I'm really looking forward to it. It, it. it was the highlight of my year last year, uh, and, and I'm looking forward to it this year. I, I it, One of the reasons, one of the many, many reasons I hope there's an NFL season this year is is because of the, of the league. So uh, looking forward to it. I couldn't agree more. I really appreciate you, appreciate you guys having me on. It's been a lot of fun. JJ, Casey, mm-hmm. uh, I love talking fantasy football, and I agree with you. I gotta say, if we don't have a, a season this year, I think, I think the population will revolt. <laughs> you can take away yeah. baseball, you can take away hockey, you can take away basketball, but if you take away people's football, they are gonna lose their mind. Oh yeah. And like you, it was honestly, it was, the fall is my favorite time of the year and it's the highlight for me as well. I cannot wait. I'm really looking forward to it. Thank you so much. All right. Guys, this is uh, Fantasy Football JK uh, with uh, JJ and with Casey. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, you can find us uh, on Twitter at FFantasyJK. Uh, you can find me, uh, Dear Johnny Football, and you can find uh, Casey. Go ahead and tell them where they can find you. You can find me at the Casey Kasem on Twitter, and I also write over at FightingChanceFantasy.com. So check that out. We did a whole recap on our Scott Fishbowl, and I have a couple articles coming out shortly. All right. All right, thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. JK. I ain't laughing, though. <laughs> Look. Casey the name, best frames in the game. Flame to the lames, ain't no line to be tamed. See, I aim for the top. A game it is not. Claiming the spot, I am playing this pot with JJ on the side, speaking truth and never lies. A beast is on the rise, he be falling like he cried. See, I climb to the top, rolling dice, it is not. Fighting for the spot, give a like for the pot. Play his own lock, ain't a safe, safe dog. Pressure on the clock, ain't no plate, plate dog. Giving all they got, y'all just take, take dog. So give it all you got, give it, give it all you got. So what's the deal? Smash play already. Redraft to rookies, got my draft already. Soaking up the facts like I said I'm ready Passing y'all that knowledge so I know y'all ready Casey and JJ, y'all really think it's JK Opponents drafts crashing, got them yelling mayday Other pods vacate, y'all coming up a day late JK, I'm laughing at a bank, payday